So I want to dig into the new album and the show we got coming up in uh, L.A. and get your opinion on a couple things. But uh, let's dig into the new album, third overall, self-titled, coming out on the 13th. And kind of curious, man, I had talked to you when the EP Shadow Dancer came out, and I know you were doing a bunch of writing then. Is this new album from that writing session from back in 2021? Yeah, you know, a lot of this record did come from that writing session for the Shadow Dancer EP. And then alongside of that, as I was writing those songs, more popped in that ended up ultimately making it into this record. It's pretty cool because from the Shadow Dancer EP, you can, you can hear a sonic print grow into this next record. And I think that's a really cool feature about it. Did you have the same uh, production crew behind you for both the EP and the album? Yeah, we actually did. I used the same crew. We, we recorded at the same studio, Blackbird Studios in Nashville, uh, producer Eddie Spear. And, you know, we loved the vibe of Shadow Dancer so much that we wanted to push it even further. So instead of trying to switch the ingredients, I just said, let's go back in there with a fresh game face and let's get it done. And what was the recording difference? Like you did the EP win versus doing the album. How much time was there in between doing the two? Well, there was a uh, probably about almost six months, to be honest. And oh in my. that time, that's when I wrote basically the, the rest of the songs for that record. But also in that time after playing Shadow Dancer EP live, getting those songs underneath our fingers, basically, as a band, it kind of helped grow into what the album would become. I love it. And speaking of the new album, I'd heard that uh, Hardwired kind of born out of some uh, writing sessions with Tyler Bryan and Graham Whitford. And man, that would be the ultimate tour. Tyler Bryan and Jared James Nichols would be sick. Oh, man, I would love to make that happen. Yes, that song. That song was so organic. I mean, it literally we were jamming one night and it just kind of fell out. And not a lot of people know this, but Graham is a great drummer as much as he is a guitar player. Ah. So we we didn't waste a minute i said man we gotta we gotta record this we gotta put this down so basically as you hear that song that is intentionally the way it was recorded with tyler and it's just awesome and and, you know we plan to do a lot more writing in the future because we gel so much yeah i mean seeing your two names next to each other i was like oh my god this is a match made in heaven and and definitely something (laughs) something that has to happen live at some point man Oh, absolutely. I would love that. I would love to do a, a, a tour with Tyler and those guys. They rule. So is it Graham we're actually hearing on the record, or did you have your guy go in and do the actual record? No, it's my guy on the actual record. It's Dennis Holm on the record. But Graham, he was the basically the, uh, the start of that whole groove. So he's the one that kind of cooked that up. Came up with the blueprint for him. Yeah, exactly. Loving that, and I'm loving the uh, other new single we've been playing, Down the Drain. What can you tell me about that tune? So Down the Drain, that was actually one of the last songs we recorded for the record. Truth be told, I had that intro guitar riff stuck in my head for months, and I had nowhere to put it. I felt like, oh, this is a song already. People know this riff. And so for fun, I just sat down, and I kind of came up with this little Down the Drain. I was thinking about it. Um, with that riff and I started to sing it and I started to play it. So I was with a few friends of mine and I said, let's just try and write something. So we demoed it out. And the funniest thing happened. I forgot about it. And then some people that I work with heard it and they went, what is that song? That song, you need to cut that for the record. So that was actually the last song we went back in and cut for the record. And lo and behold, it turned into the first single off the album, which is pretty cool. 
Yeah, it's funny how that happens. The last song in is the first one out. Yeah, it's weird, man. I feel like sometimes two songs, they just come out of nowhere or it just appears. You know, you can sit there and you can work on it and really be conscious of doing it. But then like a song like Down the Drain, that one just kind of wrote itself. It was pretty cool. And you had mentioned that you had that one stuck in your head, that little intro riff for like six months. I'm kind of curious. Are you the guy that like, like hums things into your iPhone? Do you write it down? When you get an idea, how do you, how do you capture it? Oh man, I am the iPhone voice memo guy. (laughs) There's been times like, uh, I've been at me, I was at a, a vintage guitar store in New York and I picked up this guitar and I hit this riff and for some reason it just spoke to me. So here I am in this guitar shop with a few friends. I pull out my phone and I'm like, guys, be quiet really quick. And I recorded it because I was like, I need that for later. So I am, I feel like, man, inspiration can strike anywhere. And I just try and ride it. And I'm the, I'm the voice memo guy. Love it. Love it. And uh, dude, certainly wanted to touch upon uh, uh, you being the Gibson Guitars brand ambassador. And, and it's an elite crew. And I wonder if when you get in the room, if they put you all in the room and like Slash and Dave Mustaine, all these guys, do you look at him and go, huh, you guys need a pick and just turn around and walk and laugh? <laughs> no, man. I mean, to be honest, I still can't believe that, you know, I am a Gibson brand ambassador. Like you said, with Dave Mustaine and Slash and Jerry Cantrell and Lizzie Hale. It's, it's amazing. And uh, it's such a cool feeling, but um, there has been times I've, I'm so lucky that I've been able to jam with all of them. And it's so cool because everyone's friends and everyone's, uh, you know, really, uh, really into what each other does. And for me to sit there and jam with Flash, I'm like, what is happening? So it's, <laughs> it's super cool. And uh, Mustaine, a, a, a Nashville guy now too, right? Yeah, me and Mustaine, we've cooked up a really good friendship, man. And uh, he's here in Nashville. And uh, Dave, I call him, he's my hair roadie. That's, that's what we call Dave because <laughs> he's always like, he's like, hey, man, you need to take care, better care of your hair. So I call him my hair roadie. So he always texts me, what are you doing? It's great, man. It's funny. I never thought about it, but you guys kind of do have the same kind of color hair. <laughs> it's funny. I even said, when I first met him, I went, Dad? Dad, is that you? And he was like, shut up. <laughs> Do you have any, speaking of hair, I'm, I'm growing mine out. Do you have any hair advice? Oh, boy. Man, I don't know what kind of texture your hair is, but if I can give you any advice, get a wet brush. So when you're in the shower, that's the, been my saving grace because my hair likes to tangle and dread itself on its own. Mm-hmm. So if I have a wet brush in the shower, a little bit of conditioner, you're golden. Um, that's my only tip. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I'm going to try that and get the wet brush. Cause it just kind of born out of the pandemic. I'm like, well, no time like the, the present time. So just been let Absolutely. it grow. Seeing where it's going. Absolutely. Hey, speaking of, uh, uh clubs, I it was joking about the no pick club, but, uh, kind of curious me. I knew do, when you don't play with the pick as you do, do you grow your, your nails out longer or is it all just finger touch? Well, no, actually it's all finger touch because the nails, I used to try and play with my nails, right? But I'm a pretty aggressive picker and man, I would, I would break my nails like crazy. I remember one time I was actually playing, we were tour, we, I was on tour with Leonard Skinner and I was jamming and I remember I, I hit the guitar so hard with my hand and I used my nail. I popped my whole thumbnail off. Ooh. So yeah, it was horrible. So from that moment on, I said, there's no more nails. I got to just use the, the, uh, the flesh. So yeah, I keep them pretty short. And just a lot of hammering on, just tapping. 
Lots of hammering on, lots of tapping, but also it's kind of cool because my thumb, it like pushes down on the strings, right? But then I have my index, my middle, and even sometimes my ring finger, and those ones pull up. So it's kind of this weird technique where it's like a lot of tapping on my, uh, it would be my left hand, but with my right hand, I'm able to almost like pluck and pick up on the strings, which kind of gives it a cool sound. Yeah, you and you and Richie Kotzen are the only two dudes I know that don't use a pick. Oh, yeah, and Richie's a monster. I, I remember when he started to do it, people were like, dude, have you seen him do it? And I, he blew my mind. It was amazing. Yeah, and that guy plays every instrument, too. Do you, do you play other instruments? Do you play bass? I would imagine bass would be pretty oh, easy. Oh, yeah. I love playing bass. Truth be told, that's one of my guilty pleasures, being a bass player. Um, I used to mess around with the drums, but not so much. Um, since... You know, I'm always on the road and everything. Bass was a lot easier to pick up. But I wish I could say I knew more, but I just honestly stick with guitar. Stringed instruments to me are where it's at. <laughs> if, I, if it has some strings, I can usually figure it out. Love it, man. I'm looking forward to the show, man. We got you in Southern California, the Peppermint Club, which I've never been to on January the 19th, along with uh, Joyous Wolf and a little bit of a redo of the EP release party. Yeah, man. I'm really, really excited. You know, uh, last show I played in LA, we did the Viper Room. I had uh, my buddy guitar extraordinaire, Joe Bonamassa, sit in with us. So I'm bringing out some special guests to be named shortly. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a really exciting night. It's going to be a great night of just rock and roll. I'm super excited. And uh, anyone else on the bill besides Joyous Wolf or just the two of you? Just the two of us. And, and what I'm planning on doing is not only playing the songs from the EP, but playing the record in its entirety and then bringing out some special guests. So it's going to be a uh, bring your earplugs people. Cause we're going to be having some fun. <laughs> and uh, I'm hoping that the, with the guests, cause I know last time you were planning on doing a uh, uh, Mississippi queen with, with uh, Blake. Oh yeah. Well, you know, that's going to happen. Love it. Love it. Can't wait to see that and hear that. And dude, I appreciate all the time. I just want to hit you with a couple last little things here. You know, I'm shocked with as long as you've been around and how proficient you are with the guitar and and vocals. I'm surprised no one's ever tried to to pluck you and and put you in their band. Has that ever happened? (laughs) Well, I've had a few offers, to be honest. Um, But uh, the first offer was actually from a, a good friend of mine, Ricky Medlock. And the old school band that he fronted, Blackfoot. Oh, yeah. He wanted me to join that band with him. Um, but that would have taken basically, uh, obviously, I was honored, but um, you know, I would have had to have relocated and then also ultimately not done any of my solo stuff. So unfortunately, we did not make that work. And then also, I w- my name was in the hat for um, Black Star Riders, which was the Exton Lizzie guy. Yeah. So that was. That was a, a real honor too, but you know, time will tell my man. Let's see. I, I would love, as long as I can continue to do my solo stuff, I would love to join forces with an awesome band and just tear it up. I was joking with my buddy Zach and Shinedown. I said, dude, you better look out, man. I'm going to, I'm going to join Shinedown, man. I'm going to take your gig. <laughs> Obviously totally kidding. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, and I could see it. I mean, clearly you got the skills, but I would also be like you and want to protect your solo career and still be able to have a solo career if you were to join another band. I would love, I would love to have that where I could do both. That would just be incredible. Love it, man. Well, last thing I wanted to hit you with, we're one of those old school radio stations. We do mandatory Metallica every night at 10 PM. And I was trying to think for you, man, if you had to do a a cover of a Metallica tune for charity or whatever, what do you think would suit your voice? What would, what would you rip out? Oh man, that's a great question. 
Oh, that's a good question. Honestly, I'm thinking if for, for my voice, like for, for what I want to do, I would probably do something like Harvester of Sorrow. Is that too heavy? No, not at all. Not at all. I, I'm surprised to hear that from you, but tell me about Harvester of Sorrow. That'd be awesome. Oh, man. I just, I, ever since I was a little kid, I remember I had Injustice for All. That was the first Metallica CD I got. And I remember listening to that and that song, especially, I was just so into it. Like a bluesier cover of that would be really cool. Or even, I know that this might be a little dramatic, but something off reload, maybe like devil's dance or better than you, something like really bluesy cool that I could rock out. But man, I, I love Metallica. I, I would honestly, I'd, I'd shoot for anyone. <laughs> you know, speaking of guitar, guitar stuff it, and trying to learn guitar, I was a drummer as a kid and trying to learn bass a little bit, but man, every guitar player I talked to always talks about Hetfield in the right hand and his down picking. Yeah, dude. Somebody actually um, sent me a video this morning. It was him. It was the isolated tracks, actually, from the Kill 'Em All record. And wow. it's only Hetfield's playing. And the craziest thing, you know, nowadays we take for granted, you know, using technology to, oh, you want to speed that up? Sure. Oh, you want to fix the notes or, you know, the pitch of it? No problem. But back then, it's isolated Hetfield playing. And his playing is so aggressively pristine razor sharp attack it's almost like a machine and you just sit there and you go wow that's that's just him he is honestly got the the best right hand in metal and down picking i had a friend showing me that the other day how difficult that is because you you're just going down on the string rather than going down and up like your hand normally would do and him just going constantly down 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 man i could only think there's certain people like hetfield or eddie van halen that, you know, like with that down picking, there must be something like he must be wired a little different in his body to make that comfortable. <laughs> because like you said, most guitar players, we would want to go down up, right? Yeah. And with him, he's doing that down better than anyone could do it down up. So it's like, it's just like kind of crazy. And he's an anomaly. He is a, definitely a shining star with that right hand. Love it. Love it, man. We'll rock some Metallica for you. Beautiful, man. Thank you so much for the time, and uh, hopefully I get to say hi to you at the show. Dude, come over. Let's have a beer. I would love to, uh, to hang out. That would be so awesome. Rad, man. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much for the time, and see you out there on the 19th. All right, brother. I'll see you soon. Have Thanks. a good one, man. Thanks. Bye-bye. Later, Mike. Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at MikeZ967. And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming on live at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.